There's this theme in our society that we all need to find a job that reflects our passion. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And a lot of people seem to have figured that out and always have. It's like they came out of the womb knowing exactly what they want to do with their lives and knew exactly which steps it would take to get there. But what about the rest of us who have no fucking clue what we're supposed to do? What if we don't even know what we love? What if we don't know what our passion is? What if we have a lot of passions and we don't even know where to start? That was me. I liked a lot of things, so I've tried everything, failed at a lot of things, and even though I finally feel like I'm on the right path, I still don't really know what I want to be when I quote unquote grow up. My guest today is somebody like me. She has tried everything from kinesiology to dance to yoga, and most recently she became certified as a life coach. Because what April Miranda knows is that life can take you on a long and twisty path and your purpose isn't always handed to you on a piece of paper. Sometimes it takes a little bit more discovery and experimentation to get there. And that's okay too. And like, April goes deep. Like, she starts talking about avatars and shit, you guys. (laughs) So, for those of you who don't know, April Miranda is a yoga teacher turned master healer. She is originally from Calgary but has lived here in Toronto for 8 years now. We met when I was working at my previous job and she was our weekly lunchtime yoga instructor. Immediately I was drawn to her energy and I began to look forward to her classes every week. But April was not always a yoga instructor. She studied kinesiology in university and has past experience as a dancer, an actor, and so much more. She recently became certified in NLP and is embarking on a new journey as a master healer. Today, we're going to talk about finding your purpose and uncovering your passions. Because I know so many people who don't even know what their passion is, let alone how to find work in that field. It isn't always linear and not everybody has it figured out right off the bat. And what it all boils down to is that you can't be afraid to try, to take the leap, and that you just have to fucking start. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay, should okay. we just jump into should it? Should just jump into okay. it? Okay. So today's episode, <laughs> what we're talking with April about is um, finding your purpose. Because I feel like I know a lot of people who have struggled with this, who have been like, you know what? I don't love my job. I don't, I'm not happy working nine to five. I don't. Hi, Matt. Do, we, do we look at the camera or do we, we look, look at, at each other? other. Okay. Look at the camera, whatever we want. It's like we're on Ellen, you know? Okay. <laughs> You're Ellen. I'm Ellen. Okay, I'll be Oprah. You're Oprah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Um, okay. okay, so as I was saying, uh, we're talking about finding your purpose because okay. I know a lot of people who are either in a 9-to-5 job and they don't, they're not happy, but they don't really know what they want to do. They want to quit their job, but they don't know what else they're supposed to do or what, you know, how do you get started. Maybe they want to start a side hustle, but they're stuck because they just don't really know how to like tap into these skills. Um, and I think it's really common and a lot of people are going through that. I know that I went through it even like... Um, I mean, even still today, all the time, I'm, like, trying to reinvent myself or come up with something new. Like, I've done so many different things from, like, working in music to working um, in social media. And now I'm kind of like, okay, what's the next thing? Now I'm working on my own, but – and I'm getting by. But it's like, am I really aligned with my purpose? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm still experimenting with that. So – That's why I thought you would be a perfect person to talk to because I know you have experience in kinesiology and yoga, dance, acting, and now you're doing your NLP, you're becoming a master healer, and you're doing all kinds of amazing things. So I kind of just wanted to hear your story. 
Okay. So I, I guess... It's a wild story. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we begin? I think like the first... I mean, I've heard your story about how you became a yoga teacher, and I think mm-hmm. that's a really interesting story, and I would love for you to... Because because you resisted it for so long, it was like you didn't even want to do it. It's so I think true. I would love for you to tell that story. Oh, start. okay. Yeah, so... I was in L.A. I thought, you know, the vision was to become a professional dancer. Mm-hmm. So I went to L.A., and then I was there for like a month and a bit, and then I found out or heard that So You Think You Could Dance Canada was going to do a tour in, in Canada. So I was mm-hmm. like, in LA, I'm like, okay, like I'm Canadian. Yeah. This seems like something I must audition for. Gotta go. And so I was like, my sister lives in LA, so I was like choreographing in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I need, I need space. I need space to choreograph. I need space to create. And then I was like thinking about like, do I rent a studio? Do I rent... I was just thinking like, okay, I'll just go back to Calgary because I had a friend who owned a yoga studio. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So I'm like, okay, let's go. Hi, Frank, the owner of Sanguine <laughs> Yoga. Hey, thank you for opening up Sanguine Yoga. So he, there was like space between like the lunchtime flow and the afternoon evening flow. So I would use the yoga space during like one to four mm-hmm. just to create, just to choreograph. And I... Oh, I loved it. So I was choreographing for my audition pieces for So You Think You Could Dance. I remember just like being there and I would look at the mirror and like, like the mirror's kind of dirty. And mm-hmm. I just told Frank, I'm like, Frank, I'm like, I can help. Yeah. I'm like, do you want me to help me? I'm like, do you want me to help you clean? Because it'll be like a nice exchange for you to let me use the studio for free. Mm-hmm. And so I joined the Karma team, which is like the energy exchange program. Right. You help clean, you do the desk, and you get free yoga. Mm-hmm. And so I joined the Karma team and then and Frank was like, okay, why don't you take a yoga class? Yeah. He was like, you get it for free. I'm like, okay. (laughs) You know? Try it out. Let's try it out. And the first three times I tried yoga, I hated it. I was just like, why am I holding this pose for so long? And I would get angry or me being the dancer would like hold the pose with like fullest fullest expression of my flexibility. And I'm like, oh, we're holding it. And I would have to like release it like for warrior two. I'm like, oh, it takes more muscles and just just drop into um, the full range of motion. Yeah. And then there was like a 30-day challenge. And then I'm like, okay. So my ego was like, okay, let's see if I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so my ego chose into the 30-day challenge. And then I even brought my friend Reggie and Carmel and my boyfriend at the time. So I was like holding each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And then when I did the 30-day challenge, that's when I fell in love with oh. the yoga. Like when I fell in love, with like, oh, I get it. Like I started to feel good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I discovered the benefits of yoga. So right. I started developing a practice. And then two different yoga teachers in Calgary – Ning and Kate, they're like, when are you going to start teaching yoga? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, not my path. Like, I am like, my energy is too crazy. I wouldn't be able to hold the sacred space for anyone. Mm-hmm. And so two separate times I said no. I kindly declined. And yeah, so I moved to New York and did some stuff there. And, and then I'm like, okay. I moved to Toronto. There's <laughs> so mm-hmm. many stories. Were all over the map. Literally. All over the map. So I decided to move to Toronto because I would stay in my country. Mm-hmm. That's easy. <laughs> so I didn't want to yeah. be an le- illegal alien in LA or New yeah. York. Stay in my country. Like, okay, let's move problems. to Toronto. Yeah. And then so I was exploring the entertainment industry. Oh, with like the dance world, the acting world, but mm-hmm. also navigating my 20s in a new city. Mm-hmm. You're, you're from Edmonton. Like, yeah. yeah, the transition <laughs> to the city. So that was a whole adventure. So yoga kept me sane. Mm-hmm. So you just kept showing up to my mat, like, despite what my reality was going on. 
oh, with what my bank account yeah. or like my finding sanity, finding a home, finding yeah. a job, just seeing where your next paycheck would come from. Mm-hmm. Yoga is what kept me sane, kept me grounded. And I remember one yoga class, it was an Adam Bolton restorative yoga class. And I was just like, before the practice, like, okay, angels, I'm like, tell me what's next. Because I was just, I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Times when I just felt lost. And then at the end of the practice, Adam came up to me and asked, when are you going to start teaching? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So hearing the call for the third time, <laughs> three different teachers, three yeah. separate times, and my friend Reggie, RT, Reggie Ten Chavez, mm-hmm. he was there, listen, he was there as an, as an observer yeah. those three separate times. And he's like, oh, he's like, I think I've heard this before. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then I just was clear. I'm like, okay, let's do my yoga teacher training. So I just knew that was the next step. Yeah. And then Amazing. the rest is history. Like, it was like one of the best things I've ever done for myself. Like, physically, emotionally, mentally, energetically, I just... I transformed on the mat and off the mat. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it seems so natural to you now. It's just like who you've always been. Yeah, yeah. It just feels so good in my skin to just hold space. I get to be creative. I get to, mm-hmm. oh, I get to guide these yogis, these bodies in front of me towards their comfort zone and play with the edges, but also like, like bring that self-awareness on their mat. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I like planting seeds that will, um, support them off the mat as well yeah mm-hmm. and then it still ties into the dance like being physical and movement mm-hmm. and all of that so it's yeah. not a total you know shift away from what you were already doing it's, it's true just and I, like a little curve <laughs> yeah and I got my kinesiology degree mm-hmm. so the art and science of human movement and I thought it was going to be a phys ed teacher <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm like, if I could teach dance, I could teach any movement, yeah. <laughs> which cracks me up because I'm like, <laughs> like imagine you being a physician. Imagine me now. like dribbling a ball or organizing wrestling matches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I coach in the basketball. Oh man, you know, <laughs> that's the, the, I'm the one. But I just knew like during my <laughs> university days, I'm like, okay, I'd be ripping the kids off. I'd be ripping myself off. Yeah. But it's funny that like. I thought I was going to teach physical activity, but I end up teaching movement anyway. So yeah. it's like funny how it just comes back. Like you be a dance teacher and then a set teacher and then yoga. Yeah. So still like <laughs> staying true to that core. Yeah. So um, I guess that's the story. How I became a yoga teacher. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're doing NLP. So can yeah. we talk about that? Like, okay. Now a master healer. Oh. Well, the master healer, that's with Reiki. Right. Okay. So, so Reiki, Um. yeah. So I did my Reiki level one, two, and three with Tasha Rook. But that was like an interesting story because... Sometimes being on my yoga mat, just, you know when it just, you didn't quite feel back to homeostasis. And then I went to um, restorative class with Reiki, with, oh, with Sarah Moncrief, with Tara Good, like, and Tashwick. And they would be, these, these tangible experiences, like, that I would feel within my body. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember Tara would be holding my hand, it'd be, like, tingly, like, wow. electric, like, all over my body. And then I remember her putting her hands on my thighs and be like a cooling sensation. Oh, and wow. I would hear my belly go, bloop, 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 bloop. And I'm like, what is going on? And then she put her hands here and here. And then I just started crying. And I didn't even know why. Wow. I was like, what is this? And I, I would want to like, you know, as our ego wants to just um, 
articulate or explain why or categorize. Mm-hmm. And I would Google, wouldn't get my answers. And she would just like, oh, just let stuff pass. Just energy moving through. Right. And so I would Google, not get my answers. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do the training. <laughs> so yeah. I did Reiki level one. Then it was like kind of like her intern, helping a sister class. She's like, okay, do you want to do Reiki level two? We get a little discount. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like regular level three, I'm like, oh, might as well keep going. Yeah. So yeah, doing my Reiki master level. So now I am attuned to do um, attunements for those who do want to get Reiki level one and two. So I can't even hold trainings. Oh, wow. So that's how you get the title of a master healer. Right. And then with the NLP. Mm-hmm. So Tasha Rook um, introduced me to Dr. Yvonne Oswald. Right. And I did a class with her in October. And then... Just last month, she sent an email about life coach certification program with NLP practitioner training. I'm like, what's that? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm like, but for some reason, I felt the call. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I felt the call to... And you trusted her. I trusted I, tr- I trusted my teachers. So right. Jaya Lee was, you know, training with her and Tasha Rook, like, they trained with her. So these are, like, teachers that I look up to. So I'm like, okay, if they trained with Dr. Yvonne... Mm-hmm. I'm going to train with Dr. Yvonne. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a last minute thing. And I'm like, okay, let's just see if the stars align. And so like accommodation was taken care of because mm-hmm. we could stay at her house. It was, it was nice. So I felt like it was like this incubator of space to just us to transform. Right. Jaya was going to drive me there. I was like, okay, let's see if I could find subs for my classes. And it was just so easy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I am meant to go. Sometimes you have to listen when those things oh, are so easy. Oh, man. Like, I felt no like reason. the universe was like, okay, go. Like, yeah. this is the next step. But I guess I was curious about NLP because I guess with, like, learning or Googling it, I'm like, okay, like, listening to, or it's like how we receive messages, mm-hmm. like, through sight, through sound, through how we smell, how, our taste buds, mm-hmm. and, like, our language, it's like our body language, we receive messages through our eyes, through, so it's like how our brain receives messages, and how we receive, like, um, I guess, how we communicate. Right. And then with the program, it's like we're learning how to program we're learning how it's like finding these success strategies that are effective using the language that the brain uses right and so I guess I was drawn to it because yeah I would feel strong physically but there were times when I I guess mentally I was just like what is up right there are times when I'm like I don't I don't know what's wrong you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I would um do the work, use my meditations, go to my yoga mat, hang out with friends, like talk it out. Like I would, I would do everything under the sun looking to find tools to help me, Mm -hmm. you know, like perhaps it was the winter or the seasonal depression, but it was like anxiety and depression was never in my vocabulary before. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm getting emotional mm-hmm. saying it out loud because I'm like, yeah, like, it is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mental illness, I just want to call it, like, mental awareness, mental mm-hmm. health. Like, it is, um, it needs to be normal. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Because, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to cry. <laughs> yeah, April. You know, because it was, um, for someone who does hold space, for someone who elevates their energy, like I, mm-hmm. there were times when I felt like, who am I mm-hmm. to do that? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the, oh gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the NLP certification program, it's like I wanted to get tools for me. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I want to get tools for me because I'm like, okay, let's see how this brain works. Let's talk to it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to it in its language. And so that weekend, it was just last month. So with Dr. Mm-hmm. Yvonne, we went to her home and it was transformational. Mm-hmm. Like it was four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in her home. It was like with other five other beautiful souls, different walks of life. And I felt like it was like a cocoon. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like through our lives, you're these caterpillars exploring. And then that was the cocoon, like the chrysalis. And mm-hmm. then now I just feel so ready to fly. Yeah. Like I feel so on path, so on purpose to share these tools that I now have. Yeah. So now I have yoga to share. I have Reiki to share. But the neuro-linguistics programming just takes it up a couple hundred notches when it doesn't need to be hard. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the story. That's the drama that I guess we bought into, that it has to be hard, has to be dramatic. Mm -hmm. It is part of this human experience that we all chose into. Mm -hmm. And now I feel well-equipped to share. I think that's why I want to help, whether it's goal coaching, whether it is reducing limiting beliefs, whether it is dealing with anxiety, depression, suicide, what, like dealing with stuff in your childhood, different stuff with your past life. Like I just feel equipped. Mm-hmm. If anyone feels stuck, feels unmotivated, feels uh, lazy or like mm-hmm. who or just unclear, mm-hmm. confused, like I'm like I feel as I have tools yeah. to support to help people get into alignment and like, yeah, elevate and have them evolve to their fullest expression. And you have that life experience of going through it all yourself too, which I think is essential. It's essential. Yeah. And you know what it's like to be confused or be unsure and to listen to those signs and those symbols and follow them. Oh gosh. Rather than like resisting it and sticking to what you hate because it's safe or because it's what you think you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's like, there's this huge stigma around quitting or changing paths, like, you know, maybe you, like, you did a university degree and now you're not sure that that's really what you want to do your job in, so maybe you <laughs> want to go back to school, or maybe you're, like, mid-school and you want to switch courses and change things, or maybe you've been working in the same job for five years, but it makes you sick and you hate it and you want to quit. Like, <laughs> what would you tell um, people who are just, like, resistant of you know, taking that step or worried about what people will think or like what your parents are going to say or, you know, people that have invested in you. Like that's something that I always deal with. Like, you know, I've had help from my family and like, I don't want anyone to be disappointed in me because I've changed my mind or to think that I'm like flaky or, you know, just like doing whatever I feel like living in the moment. Like there is like a negative stigma attached to that. Well, all... We are dynamic beings, yeah. you know, and, oh, I think the fear of disapproval, the fear of, oh, judgment, the fear of loss of love, the fear of mm-hmm. abandonment, mm-hmm. like, those fears, I believe, is what keeps people stuck. Mm-hmm. I feel those fears is what keeps people stagnant, what people keeps people safe or, oh, because of... They'd rather stay safe and cozy mm-hmm. because they are still loved. They are well-liked. Everything is working on paper. Yeah. And But that fear of judgment can hold them back from exploring what their soul really wants to do. Mm-hmm. So with the stigma of 
quitting, don't even think of it as quitting, just a change of direction. Mm-hmm. Like when I was clear that I wasn't going to be a phys ed teacher, I was just like, okay, like this isn't for me. And then I'm like, okay, my education courses are equivalent to my kinesiology courses. Oh, I graduated. Yay, I got a degree. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just clear that I wanted to dance. Yeah. And then I, I guess I just took action. I just, oh, I was like, I had a dance studio that was getting handed to me. This was when I was 22. Mm-hmm. I had this other fitness facility. It was like a little private boutique that was getting handed to me. And I was just like, I... Had the fear of being, I had the fear of being stuck mm-hmm. to a brick and mortar business yeah. in Calgary, Alberta. I was just like, it's like I knew my soul just wanted to explore. I knew my soul just wanted to fly. And then I started taking acting lessons. So even that, like people know me as a dancer. I did this since I was mm-hmm. four. So my whole Calgary network knows me as a dancer. And when I was like, I'm going to Toronto to act, they're like, Oh, oh, it's an acronym. You know what I mean? Like, because I just wanted to use this whole instrument. Like, okay, if I can move audiences with just my movement, like, what would I be able to do if I use my voice, if I used all languages of Mm -hmm. communication? Mm -hmm. But, like, and it's just so funny because I, with all of the changes that I've had in my life, because I I was telling you earlier that I applied to be, (laughs) I applied to be a WestJet flight attendant yeah. three times yeah denied 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 I had references so many friends that worked there and just nope not yeah. meant to do that not meant to do it. Um, I used to work for Lululemon I applied to be a key leader mm-hmm. three times nope 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 okay mm-hmm. so it's not I think you I think with me it's not quitting it's just kind of like saying like okay is this a fit or not mm-hmm. and I think only you can have that conversation with you mm-hmm like, is it a fit or not? Now I'm like, just seeing like, okay, it's either a vibrational match or not. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, now I look back, I'm like, whoa, thank God I didn't get that job at West Shit, or thank God I didn't get that job mm-hmm. at, at Lululemon because it would have changed my path completely. I wouldn't have felt those moments of rejection and self-doubt and confusion and to be like, to get and figure out the tools to get myself back up. Yeah. And I feel as though it's like the universe being like, oh, okay, that doesn't work. That like I feel as though it's like these outside forces yeah. that guide us to where we were meant to go. And you can't look at any of that like those costs or those you know, the things that you did in the past as like a waste because they're not a waste. It's, no. You know, every university course, even if it was expensive, <sighs> I still have student debt, but it's like mm-hmm. I learned so much in my time there and I found cool people. Um, you know, that I'm still friends with to this day and I learned a lot about myself in that time. So it's like, oh my gosh. you know, I don't know if I told you this, but my degree is in linguistics mm-hmm. and like certainly I did not go on to become a linguist, but I think just like everything that I learned in that time there kind of like led me to where I'm supposed to be. And that's what's so cool because you, I think it's a Steve Jobs quote. Yeah. Like you, connect, you can't connect the dots looking forward. Right. And you can only yeah. look, you can only connect the dots when you look back. back. Yeah, and right. I had this conversation the other day was like, when you actually look back and see like, oh, like if that person didn't wear that t-shirt, like that when that when I heard the call to go to New York, yeah, my my boyfriend at the time was wearing the I Love New York shirt that I bought him. <laughs> my brother was wearing the I Love New York shirt that I bought him. Yeah, and it was after I got cut from So You Think You Could Dance. I was just like, ugh. Well, now what, angels? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember looking at um, my boyfriend. He was wearing this shirt. I was just like, 
oh, that's the shirt my brother is wearing. I was like, okay. Yeah. So it's like those little signs. Yeah. So if I didn't even see that sign, then I wouldn't have gone to New York and that's part of the journey. Yeah. Or um, if those yoga teachers didn't say that. Yeah. Or even like different songs that you, that inspire you. Mm-hmm. People that you meet, different conversations that you have with different people. Like you don't notice that in the moment. Yeah. But when you look back, like, oh, that really inspired a thought. Yeah. That that conversation, that shirt, that song, that, oh, that conversation. When I got laid off, when I got chopped, chopped there, when yeah. I got, bro- when that person broke up with me, that person broke up my heart. Like, it's like all this stuff to get tools to just get you well-equipped to where you're really supposed to go. Yeah, all of those rejections are just actually just shifts, like pointing yeah. you in the right direction. And I feel just because out of the way. it's true. And I feel because we do have, we do have free will. Mm-hmm. You know, we can choose to go this way, get to do that way. You get to stay in your job, not go be an entrepreneur or not. But I feel as though for us, with our free will, we can we have the choice mm-hmm. to create what we want to create. We do. You know, and I, we see the signs, and you have a choice to listen to it or not. Mm-hmm. Because I could see that in New York, and I'm like, okay, cool. Or I'm like, oh, yeah, I have debt, I should, you know, all the time, money, mm-hmm. all those excuses could hold anyone back. Yeah, time and money seem to be the biggest mm-hmm. obstacles. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, but time is an illusion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But time is an illusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Social construction. <laughs> and then money is just energy. Like now yeah. I see money as like, oh, it's just an exchange of energy. Mm-hmm. Like it's really neutral. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have feelings. No. It's like abundantly there for us. We just have to call it in. As quickly as you spend it, you can earn it. It's true. Mm-hmm. And like when I, like even, I just want to tell a quick story of manifestation. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, like last year when my landlord like kicked me out, just like, oh, okay, that wasn't in the cards. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. You know, I was just like, okay, I had this trip planned. And so I didn't have a move planned in the budget. And then I was mm-hmm. like, okay, angels, I, I need money. I didn't have this planned. Mm-hmm. And I like booked three acting gigs. Mm-hmm. They were like. They were like, you got this. You got this. Yeah. And they were like. Oh, they were like cute little one-liners here and there. Like, there's even one audition that I missed mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was in survival mode right. looking for my home. And the, my agent was like, okay, did you go to the audition? I'm like, oh. I'm like, I totally forgot. I'm like, I was in survival mode. I was looking at places. He's like, okay, yeah. what am I going to tell them? I'm like, oh, I got sick, you know? And yeah. he's like, oh, that's what we always say. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, they want to see a self-tape. And I'm like, okay, like, so after one of my corporate yoga classes, I asked one of the yogis, I'm like, can you just film me? I'm like, you do this line, I do this line, and that's it. Yeah. He's like, okay. So we, like, filmed it in the fem- in the girl's bathroom because it was the white background. Oh, my God. And I submitted it to my agent. I was like, okay, here we go. And then I got the role. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, thanks, angels. So it's like yeah. I called in. Called in, I was ready to receive money because for this move, and it's like you manifested in ways that you least expected. Yeah. So it's like taking inspired action, mm-hmm. even if you feel fear of not having enough. Like, okay, just do, just keep going, just keep going, and then the universe tends to surprise and delight you. Mm-hmm. I think you just have to be open and ready to receive these totally. signs. Totally, points you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk quickly too about. A different stigma that um, okay. is always there, which is like having that side job or like 
the job that pays the bills, basically. Like, you've talked a lot about working at Lululemon, and even though that isn't really part of, like, your career path, I do think it's, like, so funny to me how you constantly talk about people from Lululemon. Like, you're still friends with everybody you've ever worked with there. Yes! (laughs) And every, like, part of your story, it's, like, somebody from Lululemon put me here, and somebody from Lululemon recommended me here, and I used to work with, or I lived with a Lulu person. Like, your entire story revolves around Lululemon, and I think that's so crucial that like people you know don't have that shame of like oh I do have a like even though I want to be an artiste like I have this job that pays the bills and that's Mm -hmm. okay too like you don't need there's no shame in having a full-time job oh no um while you are an artist on the side like it doesn't make you less of an artist or less of a creative or whatever it's true Mm um yeah Lululemon has definitely helped shape who I am Mm -hmm. today like if it wasn't for Lulu I probably wouldn't be a yoga teacher Mm-hmm. Because of the benefits really? program, mm-hmm. like I got to do yoga and different and explore different teachers, different studios, and build a network that way. But um, it, I was a uh, started at Lululemon in Calgary, mm-hmm. and I remember. Were you still in school at the time? Oh, when did I start Lululemon? No, I graduated already. Okay, you were just acting. Or- <laughs> okay, it was like after I was in LA, I was in New York, and okay. I'm like, okay, let's go back home because I was running out of money and yeah. <laughs> the and New it, York story. That's another episode. <laughs> another episode. <Right. laughs> Anyways, back to Calgary, Alberta. Yeah. After doing LA, New York, and I was like, okay. And I had a friend who I was working at the Keg at the time because I'm like, I need to make money. So I had a friend who got me a job at the Keg. And then one of my friends, Jenna May, mm-hmm. she started working at Lululemon. And then we kind of helped. I got her a job at the keg, and she helped me get a job at Lululemon. Oh. <laughs> and so we called ourselves, like, Lemon Keggers, which was crazy because we are like, like, active living by day yeah. and then, like, selling steak and wine at night, <laughs> yeah. you know? Living the good life. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, so um, that's where my journey with Lululemon started. And I remember they have, like, a beautiful oh, – that's where they started doing, like, like the goal coaching, goal setting. Right. Like, and I'm like, this is our company that sells stretchy pants, and they're like uh-huh. – they care about my goals outside of this. Yeah. And so I remember setting goals and it was like, okay, like um, it was to still dance. It was still to perform. Yeah. And then I was clear that I wanted to go to Toronto. So I told my manager at the time, Lindsay White O'Neill, <laughs> and I was like, I want to visit Toronto. She's like, okay, when? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Like, so just to have that unconditional support yeah that's hard to find in oh i know so she had definitely a special place in my heart mm-hmm. and um yeah so I, she like made the connection so i got a job at lululemon mm-hmm. at um the cumberland location i don't know if i'm supposed to say oh well i was there mm-hmm. so the cumberland location which was part-time but then i started doing like background work and catering stuff and like oh and still trying to <laughs> figure out like yeah oh goodness <laughs> like weird random jobs yeah just um, trying to make it work <laughs> trying to make it work in toronto just trying to scrape by yeah yeah so but um <laughs> anyways i left the company because i'm like i want to focus on acting yeah. but then it was a bit of a struggle because like doing background work and i would look at my calendar and be like well, i don't know when my next paycheck is yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was like working at this bar and I had to wear this outfit, like this corset and oh, black skirt and heels. And then yeah. my friend Reggie, he's an angel. He knows that. Yeah. He was like, he was, he was also working at Lululemon. He's also from Calgary. Of course. <laughs> and also the angel that was there for the three different yoga teachers. And he's yeah. like, what do you need to wear? 
he's like, okay, you're coming to this group interview at Lululemon. Yeah. And so I went back to the company yeah. and like became a full-time employee. I'm like, okay, I can breathe. I can pay mm-hmm. for rent. I can pay for my phone bill. Like my phone yeah. bill was like cut off because oh, I couldn't. No. So that was part of the story. But I was just like, okay, so like, so I was so grateful that I had Lululemon. It was like, and it ended up being my, like my family. Yeah. Like it's such a beautiful community. Like, yeah, I still talk to them. Like, oh my goodness. They're like, my Toronto family. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was there for like five years and then my yoga teaching schedule was just building. And then it was time to like, okay, choose. Cause I didn't want to half-ass Lululemon. Didn't Mm -hmm. want to half-ass the teaching. So I chose to jump. I chose to fly and Mm -hmm. oh, it's been like a year and a half. And Mm -hmm. oh, it's been exciting. Like when I did my first show, I'm like, I did it. Yeah. I did it. I was so proud of myself. So reduce yeah let, let, let go of that stigma of like okay you mm-hmm. need to be able to feed yourself you need to be responsible yeah as an artiste yeah. as an entrepreneur like be sure you can pay for your home be sure you can mm-hmm. pay to feed yourself mm-hmm. like yeah no need to be luxurious like if you need a roommate have a roommate if you need to not buy fancy coffees don't do it yeah but like if you need that to sustain your hustle mm-hmm. or survival yeah i encourage it yeah like there's, no need to be a starving artist no i don't like because then you're in survival mode yeah there's this quote by elizabeth gilbert mm. she's the writer you pray love yes. people don't know who she mm-hmm. is but she wrote this book called big magic as well i read it oh i love it yes. so the part where she says like don't put that much pressure on your art mm. to like sustain you like that's not fair to your art so like Take that pressure away. Do what you got to do to survive. And I love her story. Mm-hmm. She totally talked about that. Yeah. And then put the rest of that energy into being creative. Because it's true. Like, when you're in survival mode, that's where your energy yeah. goes. Yeah. Like, exactly. You have to just, like, you focus on to, staying alive. Yeah. And, like, there's nothing embarrassing about that. Like, I think all of, like, the greats have, <laughs> you know, worked as servers or worked in retail yeah. or done whatever. Just, you have to do to get by. You have to. Yeah. It makes you stronger for it in the end, I think. Pardon? It makes you stronger for it in the end. 100%. Yeah. And it'll, it'll, it makes the journey worth it. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, totally. And so on that note, we also talked about, I mean, you and I had this conversation a while ago, mm. but about how life is not not necessarily about discovering who you are, but about remembering mm. who you are. Yes. So the more you explore your own, your mm. passions and like dive deep into that journey, maybe you're not so much like finding things out, but actually remembering like your childhood self or like, as you, you know, talked about like past lives and ancestral trauma and all of that. Oh so can you tell me a little bit more about that? <laughs> yeah. So when it was like a realization that it was like, oh, because we were born on this planet. We were like born into this government. We were born into maybe a religion. We were born into this family. Like it's like being born with a set of goggles. Yeah. And being like, okay, this is what I know what is true. Mm-hmm. And we look up to our parents for survival because they provide food, shelter, and clothing. And we look to our teachers because like, oh, you're right, you're wrong. Like mm-hmm. we look up to these people because they are the authorities. They are the ones that hold space and nurture us. But then when you become, I guess, an adult and you start to question mm-hmm. like what is true, mm-hmm. what is real, then you're like, it gets interesting Mm -hmm. like when you take off that set of goggles like oh 
what if I looked at it a different way? Mm-hmm. What if you, and you just start inquiring, getting, staying curious is something that I like to say. Even on your yoga, I'm like, okay, stay curious. Move towards the sensation versus moving away from it. Mm-hmm. So um, in, the, in the path of discovering, I think that's what makes life such an interesting journey mm-hmm. <laughs> because we are born... Okay, because I... I'm clear that we, we did choose in. Mm-hmm. We did choose in to come to this planet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we were these divine souls and <laughs> Earth needed help and we volunteered. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just, just going, just getting right into it. Yeah. So that's what I that's what I have grown to believe with um how I uh how I just got curious and started to discover things. Mm-hmm. And so when we're born on planet Earth, it's like we wake up Forgetting our mission. Mm-hmm. We, right. we come onto the planet, okay, like, learn how to walk, learn how to talk, go to the school system, go get good grades, go to university, get a job, get married, the checklist, like, mm-hmm. go through the checklist because that's what we know. Oh. Oops. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's okay. Hand talker. Uh-oh. Where'd it go? No, it's still there. It's still attached. Mm-hmm. There we go. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll just talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we bo- we are born forgetting our our mission, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel as though the experiences that we go through help us remember. Mm-hmm. And so I feel everything is divine. Mm. You know, like I don't know why I'm getting emotional because every like no matter because I, I think I'm like thinking about those those people who have hard upbringings or different yeah. or difficult childhoods, you know what I mean? Like, I've been quite blessed, mm-hmm. you know, having a beautiful childhood and all the extracurricular to keep me out of trouble and, yeah. you know, falling in love with dance. And But I'm like, I guess I'm getting emotional because I'm thinking about those who have hard um, upbringings, but I'm like, okay, everything is divine because it's like, I feel as though that is actually the fast track to remember. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know, do you know Wayne Dyer? No. Oh, okay, Wayne Dyer. Oh, I know Wayne Dyer. I thought yeah. you said Ann Dyer. Sorry. Oh, okay, Wayne. Oh. Wayne. Wayne Dyer. I know Wayne. Yeah. I know the guy. Good homie. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but so his books and the stuff that he would say, like, he was put in foster homes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. like, And he just found his... um his um, leadership skills by being like the foster kid, like picking uh-huh. up, you know, like he would pick up the bottles. Like I could get five cents for this. Like he would get bottles from other place. So he just started being an entrepreneur. Yeah. He was one that kept his spirits up. But I'm like, I feel as though these experiences are just learning experiences. So we remember who we are. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think for some of us, it takes us longer than others yeah. because um, the goggles that we have on. Yeah. Totally. Right? Everything we're being forced into. Yes. Mm-hmm. Forced into. And when you realize like, okay, I am responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm accountable for my reality. I can choose differently. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I feel as though you take your power back. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just interesting because I'm like, when, when you're talking about how yoga comes naturally, but mm-hmm. I denied it like mm-hmm. so many times. And no, no, no. And then, like, with the Reiki, it's like, I never saw this stuff coming. Mm -hmm. Like, I moved to Toronto to become a star. You know what I mean? In the entertainment industry and film and television. And, um, but I still, I guess I still want to tell stories. I still want to, like, the reason why I wanted to become a famous actress was to tell stories to inspire people Mm -hmm. to become their fullest expression in this lifetime. Right. 
And then I still feel that I can do that in my yoga classes just to inspire in these little tidbits of knowledge, tidbits mm-hmm. of, of love mm-hmm. to, to develop their self-awareness. I think that's, that's what I want to just like develop the self-awareness because I think it starts there. Because right. when you start to be aware of yourself, you start to explore, you start to discover, of course, the compassion, the forgiveness, and then self-love. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, so I didn't see myself become a yoga teacher. And that happened. Now I'm doing that full time. Mm-hmm. Didn't see my, oops, excuse me. <laughs> just energy. <laughs> the energy's flowing. Just energy. <laughs> it's true. Just flow. Yeah, just flow. <laughs> um, uh, didn't see myself become a Reiki master. And that mm-hmm. happened so easily. And then the life coach NLP practitioner, like, yeah. never saw that coming, but it feels so right. Right. And then when it was... um. Is that Dr. Yvonne's um, weekend immersion transformation? I don't even know what to call it. Right. Like certification course is no. <laughs> doesn't give it justice. It was like a, a renaissance. <gasps> it was. A, it was like a rebirth. It was yeah. a reawakening. It was a weekend of transformation. Yeah. Anyways, was. I just um, she was like, oh, I just told her. I'm like Dr. Yvonne. I'm like, I don't know what to put on my website, my business card, and she was like, she's like, well, you're. She said it so clearly. She's like, you're a master healer, teacher, mm-hmm. life coach, NLP practitioner. But she said it so fast. She's like, well, you're a master healer, teacher, NLP practitioner, life coach. I'm like, I am. And I wrote down master healer and teacher. And I just looked at my notebook. I was just like, I remember. It's me. And it was just like, and I felt like, I felt like so clear. Yeah. felt so in alignment. I felt like... My angels are watching. They're probably like, yeah, she remembers. Like, I feel as though we all have an entourage of angels. Yeah. And I actually feel they're the ones that are planting these signs, these these experiences, yeah. these people wearing these t-shirts, these songs, these divine mm-hmm. souls to, like, help us find our way. Right. To remember why we are here. What we're supposed to do. Yeah. So I do feel we are all here to share our talents, to share our time, to share our stories, to inspire others to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So whether it's through audio, whether it's through the written word, whether it's through video, whether it's through art, whether it's through, ooh, who knows what you want to create. But I think it is for us to just, yeah, for us to just to, Get into alignment to what is true, mm-hmm. to be able to fully express what we came to do. Right. I didn't mean to rhyme, but it happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess that is what I'm so clear on. Like, So I feel so clear that I'm here to align mm-hmm. everyone's... Like, I want to align people to what is true to their heart, true to their mind. I want to, like, activate their life force and, like, take their power back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to share and drop knowledge. Like, no, no, you have the power to control what you want. You have the power to create the life that you want. Right. No need to be a victim to your circumstances. Right. And it, playing the victim card is so easy to do. Mm-hmm. It's safe. It's cozy. You could point the fingers at... The parents, the job, the illness, the oh, whatever, mm-hmm. the weather, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I just want to like hold space for that. So get in alignment, activate their life force, get their power back, and help teach all my tools on how to become the magnetic creator that they were born to be. Yeah. 
And maybe now is a good time to pitch your course. Okay. Because um, April has a seven-week program right now. Mm -hmm. um, I'll let you give the elevator pitch. I mean, I think you just did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So been. now that I'm clear that I have these tools, yeah. these modalities, these healing modalities, these different tricks, that I, I have put together this package, this workshop series, this course mm -hmm. that, like, just to get people in alignment to, like, and I want to, it's also, it's going to be a goal setting, right? It's going to be a mastermind. It's going to be like infusing the yoga, raking NLP. Mm -hmm. So, and, but, so I want to create that sense of community. Like, so we could do this as a group and also one-on-one -on -one right. is what the, the plan of attack is. And I'm here to support anyone who feels called to, anyone who feels guided to step into their life, who I want to, Deal with those people who are ready to transform. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I want to find those souls who are ready to activate, those who are ready to like find their life force, those who are ready to step up, level up, and play big. Oh, damn. Yeah. Those are the souls <laughs> that I'm calling in. Yeah. Okay. And where can they register if they want to sign up? Aprilmiranda.com. Aprilmiranda.com. Okay. One more question yeah. before we go. Oh. So what advice would you give for people who mm. are stuck in their career? They want to make a change. They don't even know what they want to do or where, they, where to even start. Mm. What do you tell them to do? How do they find their passion and their purpose? My advice to those who feel stuck, stay curious. Mm. Inquire, question. And investigate. Mm -hmm. Try things. Try things. Like, we are these avatars navigating being a human on this planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, just get curious. Like, so, like, find a course. Maybe even as, like, if it's a rock climbing course or how to play music or how to start a business. Like, mm -hmm. just start. Just start. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. Let's yeah. just start. Um, so I say start. I say be curious because um, what you th keep thinking about mm -hmm. and what you keep asking about, I feel as though that's where your answers are. Mm -hmm. So if you're obsessed with the shoes, if you're obsessed yeah. with fashion, if you're obsessed with personal growth or Smurfs, right? <laughs> whatever it Smurf is, it up. Yeah. Oh, Gary V. <laughs> What yeah. a gem. Yeah. So, yeah, he has inspired millions, and he does always say, just, just fucking start. Yeah, just fucking start. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I guess my advice is stay curious and take inspired action. Love it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, April. <laughs> Thank you, Kyla. This is our first podcast. We just did it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or YouTube and YouTube video, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure out how to edit <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Thank you for joining.